Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and I'm prepping for a little two and a half day vacation with the family. I'm recording this on Saturday and um, you'll be listening to this and we'll be likely doing some go-karts or water parks. I have a two-year-old and three-year-old boy. So really looking forward to that and spending some time. And I hope you take the chance to do the same this summer before we enter Q4 chaos. Anyways, today's episode, I'll share a few quick news updates and then get into a strategy around increasing your email and SMS opt-ins outside of your normal welcome mat process. All right, so the first one, Twitter. Twitter launched their own conversion API. Uh, they released that a, a few days ago, even a few days prior to you listening to this podcast, potentially, and we are implementing it. So you should be hearing from us, from the Elevar team in the next few weeks as we implement and launch our Twitter conversion API integration. It doesn't look actually too complex, so hopefully we'll get this out ASAP. For those of you who are actively advertising or looking to advertise on Twitter, so we have that quick thing coming up, and the other news, and actually, by the way, on the, the Twitter announcement, if you haven't listened to actually the first episode in this podcast series, we talked about server-side versus client-side and why all tracking can't move server-side. One of the main reasons was most channels are not ready and don't have the capability to accept conversions and tracking through a quote-unquote conversion API. And we predicted and expected and evangelized with a lot of these channels that it's slowly these will start rolling out similar to what Facebook has been pushing for a couple of years. And uh, Twitter and most recently Snapchat and what TikTok had earlier this year or late last year, we can see a lot of these channels, both big and small, uh, catching up. And us, Elevar, what we are doing is when we know something's coming out, we are going to be hopefully first to integrate and release for our customers on Shopify. The second quick news you might have heard, so I shared back in an episode in May out of a, a Google conference, I can't remember the exact name of their conference, but they talked about their new Google tag and how it was essentially used their, what they would call their gtag.js or, or gtag. They've renamed that to Google tag. And essentially it's it's a single tracker. So think Google tag manager, and then you can connect it to multiple Google properties. They've started rolling that out into the UI. So even if you go inside of Google Tag Manager, you'll see another tab in your account section that says Google Tags. And that's where a lot of the configurations that you'd see inside your GA4 property, so things like setting up your cross-domain tracking, what events you want to auto-tract, filtering out IP addresses, things of that nature, you'll see those settings there. And then you'll see the ability to add additional destinations so you can have a single GA4 tracker, or if you're implementing GA4 through Elevar, through Google Tag Manager, et cetera, then you can send that same data to Google Ads and other destinations without having to add additional Google Ads remarketing tracking. We, as from Elevar's company, we're not doing too much with this yet. It's not like a massive change 
honestly, that we have to move to. So we'll likely, and we are tinkering around with it a little bit. And I would suggest the same. Or if you're like most, you have a million things going on already in the world of tracking. The last thing we need is another change we have to plan for and implement and uh, stay on top of. So once that becomes a, a big thing where we need, we feel forced to manage a lot of the tracking this way, you'll know about it and I'll likely announce it and share here on this podcast. So that's the Google tag. Now let's get into a conversion tracking strategy and idea and ultimately a challenge. So a challenge that many of our customers face and you potentially face is email and SMS lead collection. So everyone, and I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's got to be 60, 70, 80% of brands, at least it seems that way. But 80% of e-com sites you go to, they have an email modal. So the email modal could be a discount. It could be promoting a giveaway. It could be free shipping. It could be very sale gener- agnostics. There's the email signup is not tied to a promotion. So that is one challenge is how to maximize the total percentage of users that visit the site that are coming in from some type of marketing campaign, how to get them onto your email and SMS list. The second part of that challenge is how to get that email opt-in or SMS opt-in. How do you get that activity to your different marketing destinations? So when somebody opts into your email, How do you ensure that you can get that lead event sent to Facebook, to Google ads, to Snapchat, to TikTok, to any other affiliate marketing tracker, display network, Taboola, whoever it might be, how do you get that lead event to these different channels, to these different destinations? So you can do things like capture your lead signup conversion and potentially optimize towards that. But anyway, so that, and I'm going to get into a little bit a little bit more about that side of the why in a minute, but that is a challenge. So how to get the maximum number of people to opt in and then how to get that opt-in to your different marketing destinations. And the reason why it's not a simple, just tick a box and I want to send this lead conversion to all of my marketing channels is the same reason going back to episode number one. Most marketing channels, they don't have a server-side API to accept this data. So you can't just toggle on and send a lead event to GA or send a lead event to Google ads or send a lead event to Facebook. Typically, and historically, you would see the ability to do offline conversions. So you can send an offline conversion to Google ads or Facebook. And most often you would be directed to do that via Zapier. So you'd have to create a zap with things like Attentive or Postscript and have that zap run and, and send an email sign up to, if you're lucky, Google ads or Facebook. But again, is not it is not widespread, not used very often. And what we see, and frankly, what we participate in and try to do is hack together those lead events through Google Tag Manager. And if you are using a native Klaviyo form, it's a little, it's significantly easier to add a listener looking for an email sign up to a Klaviyo form, and then that ultimately becomes a trigger that you can assign multiple tags to in GTM. So if someone signs up for a Klaviyo email and that's submitted, then that we will push an event to the data layer, and then that event is ultimately a trigger inside of GTM, and then you have your multiple tags associated to that in GTM. But 
more often than not, we are now seeing the welcome modals not served through Clavio. They are served through, again, the attentive postscripts of the world because they're it's very SMS heavy. And a lot of times, and this isn't necessarily picking on attentive or postscript or Clavio or anyone. This is just the way that the email modal pop-up world has lived and existed over the last 20 years that I've been around is they, a lot of them are in iframes. So they're served in iframes, which can make it nearly impossible to track in GTM. It makes it really easy for you to have a, an amazing opt-in experience. It was very seamless. It is conducive to high opt-in rates for subscribers, but the downside is it makes it more difficult to really add tracking. So we can try to hack together uh, listening for a submission, but even if you're able to accomplish that, you don't actually get the email address or phone number. So it ends up being a pretty generic event. You're just sending to Facebook like, hey, we got an email signup event. The only data that you can potentially use of this would be the FBP cookie or FBC if someone clicked from a Facebook ad. So it's it makes it challenging to potentially connect that back to a user. And the same thing if think Google Ads, if you want to create a customer list inside of Google Ads or any of these other, other channels for remarketing, if you aren't sending an email with that, then again, the event is, it's not as powerful or useful that it could be. So why, why is this important to try to maximize the tracking around your email and SMS collection? So one thing that we see many of our customers try to do and and this is inside Google Analytics and soon to be GA4 is analyzing campaign performance. So how, how can I look at my overall channel performance, my funnel performance, my campaign landing page performance, et cetera? How can I look at that in a macro view and see email signups next to add to carts and initiate checkouts and conversion rate and revenue per user, et cetera? which makes sense. So you want to see how, think like a very basic table, we call our user journey tracking report, and it's a heat map where it's green, yellow, red in terms of the percentages. So per landing page or per campaign, which ones are doing a better job at driving email signups and add to carts and initiate checkouts. The second reason why this is important is the conversions and destinations that I mentioned a minute ago. So do you, in your just thinking Facebook, in your conversion priority, do you have email or lead signups prioritized? Are they higher than an add to cart or a view content event? So if you do have them fairly high, then can you potentially scale your campaign against email opt-ins while maintaining a steady conversion rate for your email and SMS list? So we've seen a few customers that have actually wanted to go down this road. And this is even pre-iOS as well. But just knowing their customers that it's not going to be a see an ad and then buy right away. It's not an impulse purchase. It's going to be a little bit more research. So they really wanted to prioritize and maximize their email opt-ins and then just ensure they're watching the rest of their funnel through different analysis. I mentioned another one. So the third reason why this is important is customer lists. So think Google ads, you want to build a customer list in Google ads to use in your remarketing and just, again, make the dollars that you're spending more efficient for you. So that is, an, that is another reason that we talk about this and see this challenge proposed or, or posed by our customers. And then last but not least is the just look at today's market. 
if you are active on LinkedIn or in different communities and Slack groups, et cetera, with other, other folks in the e-commerce world, you're reading the news that how optimizing your list can help sustain these potential bumps in the market that we might see. It might be a softer Q4 than even last year. And last year was fairly soft. So it's maximizing your revenue potential out of your lists because the ability to spray and pray spend on social is not going to be very profitable. So again, it's a how to maximize email signups and make those email signups work for us, not only in conversions, but also in marketing activities. So what are we doing about this challenge and how are we helping our customers? So we actually shared this strategy about a year, a little over a year ago. It was right after iOS hit and we're seeing a lot of these issues and we were hypothesizing like, hey, we are expecting many of our customers to start prioritizing email signups over view contents or add to carts just to help in Facebook targeting and matching and, and ultimately matching back clicks to purchases, conversions down the road. So we are sharing strategies around, okay, when somebody clicks add to cart, why don't you then propose your opt-in to the 10% discount opt-in or whatever it might be. And we had a few customers test it out. It performed pretty well. And again, everything I just mentioned, so we can help control that experience of, okay, we can get the email and phone number and we can attach that to the events that we're sending to Google Ads for an email signup or to Facebook for a lead event or to Snapchat, TikTok, et cetera. If we can help control the box around the email and SMS signup, then we can ultimately control how we're sending that data without having to have our customers jump through another hoop of looking through Zapier and setting up a Zap if one exists. And again, thinking about the whole, the variety of different channels that you are adding. So you might want to send a lead event to Tatari. Does Tatari have a Zap or not? So that is something that we, again, shared last year, had a few customers test it out. And before I get into the why we're trying to look into optimizing this, I want to just go through some basic math. So your dollar value per email is likely different, but Privy has a really, really good benchmark or just number they share in this. So across the Privy network, they see on average users are generating just over $15 in sales for every email captured. So let's just use that. And let's look at the last 30 days and some fairly generic numbers. So in the last 30 days, I was looking at a real customer here, which will not be named, but just for some, some data, we had 83,000 sessions, had an add to cart. So again, if you look at all of the sessions over the last 30 days, 83 sessions, or sorry, 83,000 sessions had an add to cart. And now let's look at the conversion rate. So those that added to cart had a 14.5% conversion rate. So that's a pretty high conversion rate. I would say an average conversion rate for add to carts. We see some sites will be up to 30%. Some can be as low as 5 to 10%. It really depends. But 83,000 sessions had an add to cart. So that means if we take back out that essentially 15% that converted, 70% of people, so 70% of sessions did not purchase. So now we have 70% of the 70,000 sessions, I promise I'll try to get this right, did not purchase after they added to cart. And the majority of sites out there today, they are not optimizing showing that email opt-in back to that user. So most people will come to the site, 
they see the welcome mat, like, hey, welcome to my site, enter your email and phone number for 10% off. The average email opt-in rate that we see is typically 5 to 10%. So 5 to 10% of people that come into the site will actually enter their email. Otherwise, they're closing out and moving on. Going back to this add to cart, so we had 70,000 people that have added to cart. And at that point, there are no other optimizations around email collection. There could be the abandoned cart modal. There could be if you have a welcome modal that's a sticky, like we shared this many times, but when they close out the welcome modal, keep that sticky so someone can access that again. But 70,000 didn't purchase. So from here, then you'd want to look at, okay, well, how many people, if you were creating a funnel in GA and trying to, if you do have some tracking set up with your email opt-in is look at after someone adds to cart, how many are then opting into an email? So for this basic math, let's assume it's very low. So it's a negligible amount. And if we, if you have this new process, so let's say you are now going to actively try to optimize your email and SMS opt-in after an add to cart. So for example, someone clicks add to cart, you then prompt them either in your upsell modal or in your mini cart with a, hey, awesome, want to see you purchase this, enter your email, continue to check out and use this, enter your email to get 10% off. Whatever you want to call it, just use, I'm just going to use that 10% off example. But again, they click add to cart. They're then presented with the ability to now opt in. The intent is significantly higher. They've added to cart. There's some intent to buy there. So now we want to maximize on that intent by offering them that coupon or reminding them that they can still opt in to get their 10% coupon. So at this point, let's assume that has a fairly high opt-in rate. Let's assume it's now 10%. So we have 10% of people after they add to cart, they are now opting into an email based on a very curated opt-in experience. Going down the math one step further, I'm going to try to keep this fairly slow so I don't confuse myself or confuse you. 83,000 that added to cart, 14% conversion rate, that leaves 70,000 sessions that did not purchase. So out of that 70,000, so let's assume you have an opt-in rate of 10%. So this could be, this is what I was referencing, the 0%. But let's assume this is like the abandoned cart modals or whatever it might be. So you're capturing 10% of emails out of those 70,000 added to cart. So at that point, 63,000 did not sign up for an email or purchase. So 63,000 of those original 83,000 sessions didn't purchase and didn't sign up for an email. If you are able to capture 5% of that 63,000, again, do this through a more curated, more optimized email SMS opt-in. So again, after a user adds to cart, hey, thanks for adding. Here's a coupon code. When you're ready, that's good for 30 days. If you can capture 5% of that 63K, that's 3,200 emails. And if we go back to the privy example of, what was it, 14 bucks, 14 or 15 bucks, yeah, just over $15. So just take 3,200 emails times $15. That's $47,000 in revenue in a 30-day period. When I think about the email and SMS opt-in, and especially around those high-intent areas of the site, like an add to cart, like an, an initiate checkout, is if you can do some small tweaking there to improve your opt-in, A, you're likely to increase conversion rate. So if you just think emails alone, the value of an email in your system, if you have that similar $15 and you just you just increase the number of opt-ins after an add to cart by 5%. So that's just $47,000 just in revenue based on having a, the additional emails on your list. But the secondary benefit 
would be what's the impact of conversion rate? So if we take that 14.5% conversion rate that I used, if you increase that to then 16 or 17% conversion rate, because the person is high intent, adds to cart, gets prompted with an opt-in offer, like, oh, great. I I want to, this is really motivating me to complete my purchase today. Does that suddenly jump up? So your 14 and a half goes to 16 or 17% conversion rate. So then you can take the additional revenue from that. So this all encompassing is an area that we feel is very ripe for a lot of things, more revenue impacting, but also the, the data collection because we can get those users. So if someone opts into the email, so if they're part of that 5% that opts into the email or SMS after they add to cart, but don't ultimately purchase, then those users will be added to your marketing list and your customer list and ultimately should improve your remarketing efforts around those customers because you have more valuable data that you're passing to these platforms to work better and smarter for you. So that was a mouthful, especially when I messed up the math, going through my math that I even listed out. So I didn't mess it up trying to uh, trying to wing it on there. But all in all, again, those two challenges, increasing number of email signups and increasing the number of lead events with that customer data that we're sending to the platform. So the platforms can work smarter and harder for you. So why you might be asking, why the heck am I even talking about this? LLR focuses on conversion tracking and sending data from my Shopify store to my different destinations. And my answer to that, why we are thinking about this and looking at solutions to it is we essentially promise two things. Number one, we promise 100% of conversions. We promise that we will send near 100% of conversions from your store to your marketing destinations that you connect through Elevar. And a conversion, obviously a purchase is the most critical, but conversions can also be add to carts and view contents and email signups. And that's why we have server-side tracking around these different events so we can maximize sending those events to these channels. But email signups is something that it's a gap because there are so many different ways for customers to implement email and SMS opt-ins. Again, the attentive, Klaviyo, Postscripts, et cetera. There's so many different ways to collect that email on site and it differs and it varies, that is not something that is ultimately fully optimized from our perspective. So again, we promise two things, 100% of conversions. And then the second thing that we promise is we send the maximum amount of user data to each of our channels that you connect through Elevar. So we send the maximum amount of product data, order data, customer data, attribution, session-related data like cookies and click IDs, et cetera. We want to maximize that and we have a lot of headwinds that we are facing and you are facing. Headwinds uh, happening in our world from privacy tracking. iOS is the easy one, GDPR, uh, CCPA. So there's all these things happening, uh, ad blockers. All these things are happening in, in around the industry and tracking, largely for the good, but it's making things more difficult. It's making the job of marketers more difficult and uh, pulling out your hair, just trying to figure out what's performing, where to scale. So our customers need us to maximize that point number two, again, ensuring that we're sending the maximum amount of data for attribution to all channels that they connect through Elevar. They need us to do that. That's what they're paying us for. That's what you're paying us for if you are a customer. So we need to ensure that we're looking at areas across the funnel, across the site to improve. And to me, finding ways to increase the email and SMS opt-in on site 
it's a win-win. It's a win for the you, the customer, because you get more people on your list. It's a win for, frankly, the the Clavios and Attentive and Postscripts because that's how they they make their money is more email and SMS opt-ins on their list that ultimately are used in flows and newsletters. And we win because we are able to get that additional data that helps our tracking, it helps our performance, it helps our attribution that we're able to unlock for customers by sending, again, that maximum data that we can collect to all of their channels and destinations. So when you are doing your analysis, it's just frankly more rich, which leads to more accuracy. So uh, a lot to go through there, but just to wrap this up, we are looking at ways to increase that email SMS opt-in. And we are also looking for folks that want to help beta test with us. So if you are interested in learning more about what we're doing here in this email SMS opt-in and making sure we can add the Elevar wrapper around all of these events and send these conversion events to your platforms, to your channels, to your analytics accounts, shoot me an email, brad at getelevar.com. And I'll share more about some of the requirements that we would need in order for you to participate in this and how we can potentially get you set up in the queue to get this going. As my alarm goes off, that was a good timing. I, I actually had to set an alarm for myself today because we'll be getting ready to go on vacation in a couple of days. I set an alarm to make sure I didn't forget to do this podcast, which I didn't, but I'll use that alarm to uh, wrap up today and Thank you for being a loyal listener. And again, if you're interested in learning more about this, shoot me an email, brad at getelevar.com. And I will see you next week. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again.